0: Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of ThriBytes. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for listening on. Today, I have a amazing guest and a very, very dear friend and colleague. This is Dr. Ashley Maltz. Say hi to everyone, Ashley.
1: Hey, y'all. How are you?
0: <laughs> um, I'm so glad and so stoked that she's here. Um, for those of you who do not know who she is, she, Dr. Maltz is a double-boarded certified in internal and integrative medicine. Um, she uh earned her degree in uh, medical degree and her master's in public uh, health from University of Texas in uh, Galveston. And uh she also has a two-year clinical fellowship in integrative medicine through Stanford, Connecticut. Um, And she studied medical acupuncture. She has extensive, extensive training and probably would take the entire episode just to name them all. Um, Where are you calling from?
1: So Colin, I am currently in Houston. Um, I work and live in both Houston and Austin, Texas.
0: Oh, excellent. Well, I thank you for so much for jumping onto the show and, you know, I think you and I, we've, um, I think we've known each other since 2013, I would say, Mm -hmm. or 2012, 2013 right around there. I, I met you and Dr. Ingrid Edstein around the same time. So, uh, we've been, uh, you know, had very, very, very common and mutual interests and, uh, you know, we've uh, had a lot of fun since. So, yeah. um, yeah, let's get into it. I'd love to share uh, you uh, with everyone else. So, my question is: is that I love starting off with you know talking about the story of my guests and how they arrive from point A to point B. Um, it's really the centerpiece of how we actually you know came about and presented ourselves to what we do in the world and you know what our places. So, I would love for you to share your story about. How you came to your current uh, current moment?
1: So it's a long and winding story, but I'll just you know give you the gist. Um, I grew up in Houston, and ha- my parents are. I, I'm a family. I come from a family of immigrants, so my fam- my whole entire family is from South Africa. I was the first American born, um, in you know in our family and i always I was pretty much surrounded by health and wellness throughout my life. My dad's an eye doctor and very um inclined towards keeping healthy. Um, he works out three times a week heavily or four times you know as much as he can he's in his seventies now, and he could probably. Take me to the bank in terms of physical fitness. <laughs> I know he could because he goes to Orange Theory three times a week. Or he, <laughs> yeah, I, people are
0: intense over there, huh?
1: Yeah, he's intense. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: and I just I grew up around doctors. Very um, South African doctors are very well trained, uh, very cerebral, very um, not warm and gushy by for the most part. And I got it in my head that, oh, once I started to see that I was actually pretty good at science, I could, and once I applied myself, and I really enjoyed the logic of it all and using my brain, um, once that happened and I saw, oh, you know, I can do medicine, um, I have the, you know, wherewithal and I, I have the, the the work ethic, which is really the, the biggest part, Um I knew I wanted to bring a different piece to medicine, a different um more nurturing um, and kind of whole person centered uh piece to that so um I studied psychology in undergrad and biology mm-hmm. major, you know, as many of my um pre med friends were doing anyway, and I got into med school so <laughs> it was kind of amazing. I um I chose the University of Texas Medical Branch, UTMB in Galveston because it was a more relaxed setting. It's on an island in an hour south of Houston where I grew up, and I just loved the vibe. You know, my the guy, the professor who interviewed me was in a Hawaiian t-shirt and it was just it was more of a campus where you go and the whole everyone lives there. Whoever goes to school there, they live there. You see each other at the grocery store, at the gym, and it's just a really fun, um, very growth filled time.
0: Do you uh, do you do the horns with the uh, hand uh, gesture? Is that a, is that the correct correct? Uh...
1: It is for my undergrad. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> okay. really go to the UTMB in Galveston because there's no sports teams. But oh, um, okay. but yeah, I, I have been known to throw up a. A longhorn sign here and there, I hook them, hook them yeah. horns. I don't personally really care about any of that stuff, but you know, <laughs> I, I'll play along. Um, and, you know, after that, I chose to stay at UTMB because um, they have a combined internal and preventive medicine program for mm-hmm. residency. So I, I completed that, which also gave me my master's in public health. And um, after that, I got to go to the East Coast for two years, which was so much fun. Um, right. I did an integrative medicine fellowship there at, in Stanford, Connecticut. And then um, they, they awarded me, or in, in, as part of the fellowship, I got to do the uh, University of Arizona distance fellowship for, in integrative right. medicine through the Center for Integrative Medicine at, at University of Arizona. Um, which I loved, of course. And then I took a job in New Mexico as faculty at the University of New Mexico and decided after two years to return back to my Texas roots. And here we are about five years later. So um, four and a half, but yeah, coming up on five years, I practice at uh, West Holistic Medicine downtown in Austin, Texas, and I started a practice in Houston as well with my now partner. Um, and I'm also the chief wellness officer for his company. And uh, I also founded the Austin Wellness Collaborative in 2017, who, which is a online Facebook group of 1,700 plus people, all who are health and wellness professionals. So mm. that's a big part of my life as
0: well. That's awesome. Um, I love, I love the Securitus, um, you know, journey that you've painted us and it definitely shows, um, you know, very, very strategic. I don't know if it was strategic at that point during your time, but you could tell, you know, you knew what you wanted very early on and you knew, you know, what were the next steps after that. Um, so that's, that's really, really cool. Um, So my question is, is that, uh, why, why the, why the holistic, why the whole person approach? Um, obviously your training speaks for itself and is reflected of that, but you know, why, why is that important in our current, uh, current healthcare landscape?
1: To me, it's the, it's everything, you know, it, it, we are not parts as humans. We are one, we are many pieces of of many different things. Like we can't be defined by just an arm and a leg and a heart and a kidney. Those parts are part of us, but there's so much more to us. Especially our energetic being, our um, psychosocial you know lives, our the way we handle things, uh, what makes us tick. Um, you know, there's so much more to medicine than just parts and labs and medications. Mm -hmm. Those things are important, but they're not everything. So, you know, what would frustrate me the most was when I was seeing my patients in the hospital or as an internist and, or as a med student, and they would, I would be, they're diabetic or newly diabetic, or, um, you know, they were, they had a poor diet and actually one of the biggest aha moments that I still remember was being in the hospital with a diabetic patient and lunch or breakfast came and it was um, pancakes with syrup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just, it, it didn't, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense um, for the patient at all in their body, the way the body handles sugars. So I was always the one carrying, you know, healthy snacks and talking about, you know, emotional health and uh, of my patients and, you know, and how, how would they get their medications also if they don't have money for it? You know, there's so many factors that go into it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it was kind of a natural fit for me. Um, and I've been very blessed and fortunate to work with some of the best in, in integrative and holistic medicine throughout my life and learn from them.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, similarly, um, you know, I've shared in previous episodes that, uh, that I come from a mother that practices traditional Chinese medicine and, you know, basically practicing like four decades. And, um, you know, I didn't have an MD, unlike you, I didn't have an MD, um, Well, my father's father was an MD. I think he was a uh, infectious disease uh, physician and uh, passed away when my dad was very young, but pretty much no one else. So I didn't really have that other, other type of modality to go off of. But she, you know, and this is why I fell in love with just looking at the person as a whole and looking at them from a preventative side, wellness side, um, and kind of, you know, empathy and compassion and things like that. And really, she really taught me how to communicate with another human being, you know, yeah. both personally and professionally. I think that was very key. Um, so to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, integrative medicine, um, which is one of many, many different modalities, um, and uh, sometimes can be confusing. Um, but I'm very familiar with uh, Dr. Andrew Weil's uh, work. And um, and he's considered like the godfather of not only integrative medicine, but also uh, botanical uh, botany um, mm-hmm. medicine as well. So um, would you be able to define, because there's so many different types of modalities. Uh, there's like functional, alternative, mm-hmm, complementary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you define a little bit what integrative medicine means Absolutely. and how you would... How you would be able, you know, when would you use it? You know, what scenarios or is it all the time? Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview.
1: yeah, so I personally believe there's some aspect of integrative medicine that goes into every single encounter, even if it's just the way to communicate um, and probe deeper for question you know questions. So integrative medicine, the way I describe it, it's a evidence-based blending of modalities that are that that include allopathic medicine. So you know Western medicine, as we know it today medication, surgery, uh, those types of things, and other modalities and uh, forms of medicine, such as traditional Chinese medicine, um, Ayurvedic medicine from India, Native American medicine, you know, Mexican American medicine, whatever it is, traditional folk medicine, uh, Western herbalism, um, you know, you name it, it's included. What integrative medicine also can mean to some people is you just have different modalities under one house and you can get a bigger uh, service. So like chiropractors and massage therapists and physical therapy. I've seen that and in centers that call themselves integrative medicine. That's not the kind of integrative medicine that I think of when I think of what, how I practice, but it is a form of integrative medicine. Um, functional medicine, the way I see where that fits in and I do practice quite a bit of that I see integrative medicine as the really big umbrella, and functional medicine is a form of an, like one modality within mm-hmm. under the umbrella.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, similar to chiropractic medicine, you know, it's a one modality under the umbrella similar to acupuncture and TCM, those same things. So it's, and then there's always overlap, of course. So Mm -hmm. anytime I ask a patient about their stress response or what, you know, what they're stressed about, or if they're doing meditation, that's psychospiritual. I mean, that's a spiritual realm. That's what priests and clergy people were traditionally in the past. That's all they focused on. Well, now that's kind of made its way into medicine because it's important and it affects health outcomes. Um, nutrition is another one. And that's, you know, some, some people just go see a nutritionist. Well, they're integrative medicine docs. We can guide you in nutrition. It may not be as detailed as a registered dietitian, but it's, you know, we can give you food plans to, to follow and discuss, you know, omega-3 fatty acids and, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. So did that, does that answer? Oh, complementary medicine would be um, if you have allopathic medicine, like you're, let's say a cancer center. They have a, this is a, Cancer centers are, are very good examples of complementary medicine. So you have your oncologist and your radi- radiation oncologist, and you see them, and you're doing your thing, you're getting chemo, and you see the acupuncturist at the center. Mm-hmm. that's a complementary modality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help your treatment and to help you through the treatment. Um, mm-hmm. alternative would be if you said, no, I'm not going to see any cancer doctors. I'm not going to have chemo or radiation and I'm going to go to Mexico and have alternative treatments like, um, nutrition focused and only, you know, natural things, acupuncture, um, naturopathic medicine which is under that umbrella things Mm -hmm. like that so it's a very it's a different modality it's um or different set it's uh without the allopathic it's in place of so alternative
0: yeah so thank you so much for doing that because a lot of a lot of clients patients you know when they come across these terms you know as as the as (laughs) <laughs> as difficult as it to translate the lingo of medicine, it's the same thing with these types of broad terms. And sometimes, you know, they can be very confusing. Like you said, it could be very overlapping as well. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're able to break it down because there is distinction, but at the same time, there's overlap. And unless you're actually practicing it or are aware of all of them, it's hard to kind of make that distinction. Right. Um. Yeah, so I think uh, integrative medicine um to me whatever modality you choose to you know practice or from a patient point of view it's considered having more tools in your toolbox. I like to think of it like that. Mm-hmm. Um for a healthcare practitioner that you know, takes the extensive training or the additional training to learn about this, it's gathering more tools. And similar to, you know, I'm not an MD, I'm an osteopath. And as an osteopathic doctor, you know, we have extra training with our hands to be able to diagnose and treat um, different types of dysfunctions on the body. And um, so that's like an additional tool, for example. Right. So do you feel that in our current landscape, you know, it's important to have these extra tools? Does it make you a better doctor uh, because of these extra tools?
1: I think it does. Um, and I feel like there's such a shift towards integrative medicine and functional medicine right now in our colleagues because they, the tools work, you know, they, they actually get to more of the root cause of things. They're not just treating the symptoms. Um, which sometimes we have to do, but you know, if you can't fix the root cause, um, I I do think I you know I'll give a prime example in residency, we would have p- back pain patients, you know, chronic pain patients on our schedule, and every single one of us would look at it and be like, oh my god, I really don't want to see that person. I don't know what to how to
0: mm-hmm.
1: help them other than opioids, and it's just not a fun. You know, encounter really. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I went on to my fellowship and learned trigger point injections and medical acupuncture. And I was able to help them. And it became like my specialty chronic pain management, natural mm. chronic pain management. And I loved it. Mm. So, you know, b- what I used to really not, I had a strong aversion to, now I loved. You know, so it it can change in that way, and it it's enlightening when it does. And um, I would I would hope that more and more practitioners, and I just see it every day, they are embracing yeah. these modalities more.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely see it too, but you know, more so in our patient population because I think the last survey that I read that, you know, most patients that come into the primary care setting. More than probably more than now, two thirds of them have already tried, you know, a different type of, um, you know, modality besides allopathic medicine, like you mentioned, or Western medicine that Mm we, you know, currently practice in. Um, Yeah. So, you know, digressing to the next uh, topic, from your experience, you know, what do you feel like, you know, because we want to kind of optimize wellness and, And that could be, you know, that could be, in a sense it is broad, but if you break it down, it's really about optimizing not just wellness, but actual having true authentic health, right? So what do you think is missing from most people's lives right now, Um, you know, from your experience? You know, why is it that they are not achieving optimal health? And this could include physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual.
1: Uh, Those last three ones that you mentioned? Mental, emotional, and spiritual. I think that's why we don't achieve physical optimal health. We mm-hmm. are held back by, you know, traumas from a young age. Um, and, and you know, that's okay. You had to build up a coping mechanism. We all did um, to deal with those traumas as a child when you don't have any tools or protection. And then we just forget. We forget, like, that we need to kind of go back and work on those things. We live in a very high stress world in the Western world. Um, You know, where people are running from activity to activity and have to work very hard in their jobs and at home to maintain, you know, two, if you have two working people in a household and you have a family, it's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, a lot of there's constant information flowing at us. Um, you know, you're never good enough, says, you know, this is our society. And so I think a lot of our physical illnesses come from not tuning into and slowing down enough to tune into our emotional, mental, and spiritual needs. Those things are very important, and we've kind of forgotten them in the last.
0: 50
1: to a hundred years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, and I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think number one is that notion, which I believe, you know, as far back as, um, you know, how medicine and how we care for a patient um, has been established for so long is that, you know, it's all connected, the physical, the spiritual and the emotion. Um, and that we need to address all of it, that they're not separate, like you said, that they're all in a integrated whole in the human being. Um, so you have to be aware of it, number one. And then number two would be, you know, how do I address it, right? So you have something undiagnosed, um, some sort of um, issue or concern, um, or if you have it, you know, how do you take care of it? You know, and there's a growing um, movement and... Um, you know, more voicing of self-care, more of, you know, taking care of each other, positive psychology. There's more and more talks about meditation, yoga, using fitness um, to be able to uh, help with uh, uh, mental disorders. Um, so, from an integrative medicine perspective, do you use um, any of them, none of them, or would you use as many tools to be able to address it? Like how would you you know kind of address uh, this portion of it from your perspective?
1: Well, everyone who I see gets asked about their um, spiritual like beliefs at least, or just do they have a meditation practice or mindfulness practice? Are they interested in learning that? um and most are open to it or and or already have a practice um i always you know stress and high cortisol is always is the root of many illnesses so i definitely find that that has to be addressed and if not by me then you know i i rec- tell them you know let's get you set up with a psychotherapist or a counselor or a clergy person i don't i don't care who is helping as long as you are getting help, right? So um yeah, it's always addressed. It's always um most people are open to it. The hardest ones or people that have the hardest time um turning off their minds, that is where you know there is some, you know, conflict. Like they'll try and I'll teach them some breath work. Which really helps to lower the parasympathetic, uh, lower the sympathetic tone and increase the parasympathetic tone of the nervous system, uh, which leads to rest and digest. So, um, you know, it. I think it's key personally. I think I use also, yeah, physical fitness. If they're not um, at least getting outside for dog walks, whatever it is. I'm gonna commend them for it, and then maybe ask them to do, add a little bit on. Like yoga is great for that nervous system reset. Um, being outside in nature, you know, that's a big per- thing I talk about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there, it's so multifaceted. Uh, nutrition helps your mental health. It helps your the gut microbiome has been tracked to really regulate everything at this point mm-hmm. in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun, you know. I get to talk about things mm-hmm. that I love.
0: What do you practice yourself as a practitioner? Because you know, a lot of times, um, you know, when we do our one-on-one counselings, uh, depending on if you're in a traditional model of uh, counseling or coaching a patient, um, it's very one-sided. You know, we don't really know too much about the provider and the practitioner. We mm-hmm. know, we know, you know, everything about the patient. So, you know one of the one of the great things about you know, being on a podcast is really helping listening audiences to understand their healthcare professional uh, more um, by having more insight. So and one of the things is, you know, what do they practice for self care? And what do they do? Because I'm always a big believer of the role model. And, you know, uh, practicing what you preach and being that community leader, because I think that's super important in order to be able to change and have effective, um, you know, behavior change.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I'll say that I am not perfect. In any way, shape, or form. Um, while Wait, I, you're not, I'm oh not. I know. <laughs> I believe, can you believe it? You've known me this
0: long. Man, I, 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 I mean, I have your picture on my wall, and I'm like Ashley. This is every <laughs> single day. You know, gotta gotta measure up to you. <laughs> no, not
1: at all. I'm um, very much about moderation. I'm very. Um, I love to stay active. So my favorite thing is to just be outside. Um, in nature and we, and fortunately in Texas, we have a lot of sunny days, uh, sometimes too sunny. It's too hot, but, uh, -hmm. like the summer, but I always find a way to get outside for even if it's 10 minutes a day, um, usually with my dogs, but you know, can be otherwise. And then I love dance. So I Mm -hmm. dance about twice a week, maybe once a week. It just depends on my schedule of the week. Um, and then I do meditation as much as I can. It's, it's a practice. So, you know, some weeks are better than others and some days are better than others. I used to think I had to do one thing and stick to it and be really strict and disciplined. I've given myself a lot of leeway in that regard. I, I really try to meditate throughout my day in mm. certain ways, like just taking deep breaths. Focusing on in on what's going on in my body, like doing a body scan, like really fast. Mm-hmm. I can do it while I'm talking to you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I I can sense the tension where it is, and then consciously let it, you know, just validate it and Release, and yeah. it oftentimes will just disappear. Um, I'm doing a lot of emotional, spiritual work, uh, with some holistic healers that I work with. Uh, I do often have acupuncture and massage as much as I can build in my schedule because it feels so good and I love it. (laughs) Um, I used to go to chiropractic. I just kind of fell off. I got too busy and just didn't stick with it. And what else? Yeah, I take some salt baths. I try to cook healthfully. I try to spend time with friends and community. That's very uplifting. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot that I Yeah. Think.
0: Hey, guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. I'm uh, very fortunate, um, you know, to have known you and you know a lot of our mutual, you know, friends as well that actually do practice what they preach and they focus a lot on self care. Mm -hmm. um, That are also healthcare professionals and wellness experts. So it's um, it's really. Because I know it, you know, not a lot of the listening audiences, you know, would, you know, some, for some of them, it's probably like, wow, I can't believe she does listed all that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so it's very important. I mean, I will share with me, um, you know, I do a lot of, you know, fitness, you know, I do, um, I try to get in at least a couple, two or three half marathons a year. Um, you know, I do triathlons, I do CrossFit, I cook. A lot. Um, And um, yeah, I'm like you, I love massages, and I practice a lot of self care. And I'm, I'm just a big firm believer. And I think you are too, is that, you know, we don't take good care of ourselves, we can't take good care of other people.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: and um when you sign up to be a healthcare professional, no matter what type of specialty or what modality you practice, um, you know, we want to be able to do good by that patient. We want to be able to take care of them the best we can. And so, you know, we want to be able to exercise that and practice that, like you said, um, on a daily basis. So yeah. yeah. Um And yeah, some days so- are
1: so like I said, some days are better than others. Right. You know, you can't hold yourself to perfection. We are human. There are days when I feel, I'm feeling so much, whatever, anxiety or tension or that I can hardly work, you know, like I have to like pay attention to that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned these, you've learned how, what these different tools and modalities that help me to get through. And, um, you know, it's not, not everyone can take a day off for, for that, but it's, it just is something I've come to see. It's the most important thing for me to, to, to focus on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, I would say, uh, it's not perfection. It's about progress. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always looking for progress and that just makes us better than the day before, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah. So for those of the listening audiences that, uh, that want to learn more about integrative medicine or integrative care, and maybe not be in your local neighborhood to come see you personally, you know, what would you say would be something good for them to know, Um, you know, having, you know, listened to this episode, meaning like, you know, what are some What are some common misconceptions for, like, for example, if you have a new patient that comes in and, you know, first time, you know, comes up to you, you know, from your experiences and they want to optimize their health, right? Mm -hmm. What are some common misconceptions that they have been carrying around with them up until they see you to be able to optimize their health?
1: Well, I would start with the biggest one is that we don't have all the answers (laughs) every single time sometimes if you need medication, you need medication. So a lot of people come to me and say, I want to come off my blood pressure medication. And yet they're a little bit overweight and, or, or even maybe those things have been optimized and we still, they're older and we just cannot get them off of the medication. And I'm not gonna put them at risk with Daily high blood pressures that puts Mm -hmm. their arteries at risk, at risk, and it's just not healthy. So, you know, I, I would wish I had a magic wand for everyone and could just wave it and magically take away all the medication and you're, you're perfectly healthy and optimized, but that's generally not the case. Um, I do have a lot of tricks up my sleeve and I have ways to address those things, but if those fail, you, you need to stay on those medications. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing I get. Um, you know, I see a lot of bias on all sides of the medical world. Like, so the alternative medicine world is very biased against the allopathic medicine world. And the allopathic medicine world is very biased against the others, the other, you know, alternative. So, and I'm in the middle. I see it all. I can. I know it's there. Um, I'm not biased. I well, well okay, and we all have some bias, but I sure. I can see both the benefit and the harm of both, if there is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's a one size fits all for everyone. So there is no one diet that's going to fix everyone or that's right for everyone. Um, that's my true belief from my clinical practice. Like I've seen. Um, very healthy vegans, and I've seen very unhealthy vegans. I've mm-hmm. seen very healthy paleo people, and I've seen very unhealthy paleo people. So it's it ranges the gamut. And you, there's a lot of trial and error that goes into what I, what I do and how I practice. And I really think people should have patience and, um, and work on the emotional stuff the most. That's the, mm. where the meat for me is. So that's, mm-hmm. those are, that's what I would say would be the misconceptions.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, how you, you know, address that is, you know, perfect because, um, you know, it's not, it's not a hundred percent, nothing is ever a guarantee. And as long as you're patient, and we're talking about both parties, you know, the right. the practitioner and the patient, um, you know, as long as you're practicing patience and focusing on progress and not perfection, and it's a relationship, you're going to be working with your fellow practitioner. Um, and it's also okay, you know, we're not offended if you decide to seek a second or third opinion, because at the end of the day, we believe that the patient should be the driver of their own healthcare or Mm -hmm. wellness, you know, so, um, you know, we're just simply here to be able to offer as many tools, you know, for use, you know, it's like a whole it's like a whole home depot, you know for you, yeah. <laughs> um you know, to be able to help people out, and I think that's great because you know something doesn't work, you can rely on something else, and I love the fact that you mentioned that nothing not one size uh, fits everyone, and so and that's true in many sense of the word because you know we're unique human beings, yep. you know what I'm saying, and there's not one of you know, Dr. Maltz, there's not one of me, you know, et cetera. So it's, it it does make sense that not every modality is going to work. So as long as you, you know, vet out your provider, you know, you triple check your facts, you know, and you work with them, you know, that's the beauty of, uh, wellness and healthcare and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, So I love it. Um, We're going to close out. And, uh, you know, I love asking my guests uh, what makes them thrive. And, um, you know, we did touch upon this uh, a lot um, throughout the episode. But, um, you know, again, it's really about what gives that spark and flame for, you know, my guests, you know, what gets them to get up in the morning, what keeps them pushing on, what keeps them you know, continue to do what they essentially love doing, you know, what makes them thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, after that, and if you need me to repeat, I can repeat, you know, what are three tips that you could, you know, relay to our guests that are listening to kind of, you know, how do they get started today to, you know, improve their health?
1: Mm-hmm. So what makes me thrive? I'd say my relationships. um, I just, I love people, you know, I am a people person. That's why I actually, one of the big reasons why I chose to go into medicine. I love helping them. Um, not to the point of martyrdom. That was a big, you know, oh. uh, realization I had to come to through my training and, you know, all the everywhere, the, the whole prog- uh, process. Um, but I just love people and i love hearing people's stories and their resiliency and and really it puts things into perspective in my own life um i also love con- connecting people that's a big part of who i am and you you know if i can find a great referral for a patient to help augment our therapies that's another great thing that i love um, three tips for that can help people get started. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Three tips for them to get started if they want to optimize their wellness today.
1: So first thing I would look into what brings you joy and if whether or not your life is concurrent with that joy. If not, Mm. what can shift around that? Like you don't have to quit your job, but how can you, you know, emotionally or spiritually kind of shift your perspective in that regard. The second thing I would say is get active and get outside. We just forget about the outdoors, not so much in California. Y'all are, you know, out (laughs) on the beaches every day, but, um, you know, in suburbia, there's just not a lot of people outside. So turn off the screens, go outside. There's a whole world out there and it's really healthy for you to be outdoors. Um, And then the third is to focus on your sleep and get proper, healthy, enough Mm -hmm. sleep. Because if you're not, and you're not one of those people that can thrive on no sleep, there are those people, I live with one of them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, then you really are, you can't enjoy life as much to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And your body suffers too. So those are my three top.
0: I love it. T-tick. I love it. Especially the joy. Um, I think that's really one of the things that people, you know, forget about. You know, we're so used to our routines and our day-to-day 9 to 5s um, that we forget why we do the things we do and why do we live the lives to, that we live? You know, mm-hmm. is it for someone else or is it for you? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yes, you know, you may have children, you may have families, but at the same time, it's like they're, they are the extension of you. And it's super important. I think not enough people take the time out to figure out, you know, who is that person. Right. And, um, you know, you're blessed with a gift of life. And we have to use that time wisely to be able to um, go and discover that. Yeah. So. It's very um, Mm-hmm. So, for those of the listening audience that wants to reach out to you or look you up, uh, where can they find you?
1: I am on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Google. I'm everywhere. Um, I do practice in Austin right now at West Holistic Medicine. Uh, I have an overall website for myself called AshleyMaltzMD.com. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And You know, I, you can look me up on any of those, those out, Instagram at Ashley Maltz MD, um, Facebook, same thing at Ashley Maltz MD. And yeah, I'm out there. I don't have a YouTube channel for myself. I have one. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Yeah,
1: I have one for the Austin wellness collaborative, which, um, but that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, I forgot to mention, uh, we, you and I, were in Costa Rica mm-hmm. when we did the physician wellness retreat. Yeah, um, that was man. It's, it just seems like a lifetime ago? I know,
1: 2015.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, has it been that long?
1: Yes, um, it has.
0: But I remember doing doing this uh, three way, uh, you know, interview series with you, Doctor John. Bonnet and uh, Dr. Ingrid. And uh, we had a blast. It was just so much fun.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, man. I'd love to go back and do it. Again.
0: <laughs> yeah. We need to go, uh, you know, say hi to Henry again. So. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time out to be able to lend your voice and your wisdom and your talents. And, um, you know, I'm very happy to call you my friend and colleague and, uh, so glad that the listening audience could, you know, hear about, you know, just a little bit about your story and what you do. So, you know, I thank you so much for hopping onto the show.
1: You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's a blast.
0: Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, guys, this has been another episode of ThriBites. Um Catch us uh, here. And if you like, please uh, subscribe and follow, and we will see you on the next episode. So long, everyone. Hey guys, that was another episode of ThriveBites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.